You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of it's shenanigans basically so like my dj act is called shenanigans with exclamation point right uh-huh. and then because my last name is shen basically right so right. shenanigans and i just always thought it would look good on the billboard you know shenanigans with exclamation point like uh you know is playing tonight you know what i mean so that's that's a south park drop actually oh that's okay that's you know right. so that's where it's from uh, cracks me up every time. That's why I always start this podcast with me kind of cracking up. This is uh, this is Teach, and of course I'm always here uh, with my buddy James. Yeah, and you know, so like I always use that DJ, drop in my DJ mixes. So in my mixes, like some random moment, you'll hear like that shenanigans drop. But anyways, like, okay, so we have a really special guest today that I'm just like nerding out over, actually. Yeah, one of my favorites. <laughs> one of my favorites of, uh, of in all of LA, um, and just like a stalwart. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I mean, honestly, if 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 you're in LA and then you've been driving around and you're in the street art scene and you don't just think Banksy is the only street artist, you know what I mean? But then basically, you'll know uh, our friend Morley here. Hey, welcome. Thanks Thank for you. being Thank, here, brother. Thanks for having me. It's it's an honor. Man, the energy here is just like electrifying. To be honest <laughs> with you guys, and no, to be honest, I'm like nerding no. out, man. Because like seriously, I okay, check this out. I will go to like you know, a place like Thailand to play a party and then I'll meet people who like street art and start talking to them and then I'll literally, people be like, oh, you know, have you heard of Morley? Have you heard yeah, of Teacher? Really? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? This is uh, like no, random people, you know, always, from overseas, I'm man. Really, uh, happy and surprised when uh, people from countries that, that where English isn't the first language uh, appreciate what I do. I mean, I feel like it's like, there's artists that I think can can travel to different. Uh, their artwork can sort of like uh, move to different you know cultures and, and and work really well. My stuff, I'm always like, oh, I know, I, right? I mean, does do people like what I do? If they, you know, obviously, you know, most like so many of these places still have you know people speaking English, but um, you know, I, I'm always trying to translate stuff whenever I go any place where like English isn't. For the those first of you who uh, who do not know uh, Morley's uh, street art, basically or actually graffiti. Um, consists of uh, usually a portrait of him and he's just having written something so it's a lot of word-based yeah. um, uh, work so when we're talking about it translating to you know other countries that you can understand um, right. the uh, the problems you might, that well, might exist. Yeah. Real quick for me though okay I mean like I said a lot of people do this like I like to say it's like poetry or like, you know, like, it's kind of like a meme almost, but it's like, you know, for street art, right, you know? And the thing is, like, to be honest, I didn't, the the way that you did it, now they're, like, Wordsmith also maybe does something, like, he'll write some beautiful, it's a different word, but yours, to be honest, was the first of its kind that I saw of this kind, I don't know if it is, but personally, for me, um, like I said, for my story always is, I was a pharmaceutical rep in the Hollywood area, so I would always have to deliver drugs to the doctors, basically, right? And I would, you know, go Melrose and Fairfax or even just random places like East L.A., man. Like, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I would park my car and then pleasantly I'd be surprised by your work, man. <laughs> you, you, you know, so like... Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I wish I... I'm, I'm sure I wasn't the first. I, you know, it's funny. For me, the, the, the typography aspect of what I do is based out of, you know, um, I started uh, getting interested in street art when I moved to New York. Uh, I went to a place called the School of Visual Arts in 2000, 
and uh, I went there for to be a screenwriter. Uh, but the school had, you know, was obviously full of other kinds of, of artists, you know, different mediums and different, um, you know, ways of expressing yourself. And so I, I met, you know, photographers and I met graphic designers and I met illustrators and I met, you know, comic book artists and all these people that really sort of broadened my mind. And at the same time, I started seeing street art and it got me really excited because, you know, screenwriting is this is, is, a, is a medium in which you're... You know, you need layer after layer after layer of permission, and you need you know lots of people, so many people, and and there's a lot of you know you're making. I always say it's like you're making a blueprint for a building that may never get built, which yeah. can be really frustrating. That's a very good <laughs> what, so, explanation. Let's talk, let's talk about the screenwriting for a second. Okay, give sure. give a background yeah. too, because I, I mean I know I know that about you, but okay. just give the audience. Um, yeah, so I, I originally am from Iowa. Uh, I was born and raised there, and. Um, where in Iowa? A place called Iowa City, which is like where the University of Iowa is. Um, but I spent. It's a population, approximately. Um, geez, it's it's a it's a it's a I don't, I don't know if I could give you an exact number. It's it's a pretty you know medium sized town that about like, sixty to hundred thousand or so. Any tall buildings or? Um, yeah, I'd say that. I mean, the university's there, so which is kind of a known for this specifically okay. for the writers' workshop, which is a sort of like famous um, program that, that a lot of famous authors have, have, uh, have worked in. And, you know, like Kurt Vonnegut was, uh, you know, associated with it for a while. So, um, so there's a lot of, you know, like, so, so that one aspect of it is pretty cool. And it's, and it's not, a lot of times people get the wrong idea when I say Iowa City. You know, they, they think of, like, just cornfields. And, and yeah. it's more suburban <laughs> than that. Uh, and it's also super um, uh, progressive as a, as a city and so like for me you know like it's a lot of hippies and you know kind of like settled there and how far is this from Des Moines not that far okay yeah, it's like okay. 45 minutes or so depending you know like but um, I mean although I'm sure someone from Iowa would be like he doesn't even remember how far <laughs> so that's, that's where you're born and you were there until when uh, I was there until I mean I moved around a little bit when I was when I was a kid my parents got divorced and I moved and I lived in like Issaquah Washington which is kind of near Seattle uh, for a little while, I lived in San Francisco for a little while, but most of my childhood, um, from around fourth grade to when I graduated high school, was uh, in Iowa City, um, and it's the kind of place where, like, you know, um, I, I was like frustrated that, like, you know, the, the the best bands wouldn't necessarily tour through there, and like, you know, like there wasn't like there wasn't like a t like there was what kind of work did uh, your parents do? My mom is a, was a, uh, a marriage and family therapist. Uh, now she's retired, but she was, yeah, so she was, so it was very, it was, it was interesting because, like, I've been sort of raised on a, you know, like, a conflict resolution kind of mindset. Oh, I'm pretty good thinking. at, like, working through issues and, and also analyzing, you know, certain things, which I think kind of, you know, you can sort of see in my work as well, this idea of, like, um, you know... Uh, being able to uh, articulate the way you feel a little bit uh, was a skill that I think my mom kind of helped uh, foster in me. And then my dad w uh, worked um, as a tree farmer, so he would, uh, you know, he would, you know, plant and transplant trees uh, all around the Midwest. And uh, and now he's got a you know a, a, a sort of big tree nursery that has lots of like trees that I. That's, sort a, of, that's a, a great profession, I, just yeah. because you're beautifying and, mm -hmm. and you're working with nature and everything. That's yeah, both very cool uh, uh, occupations, man. That's, yeah, it's it's interesting because you know I think, I mean Iowa for me was was uh, a great place to grow up, but I can say that now, sort of looking back, I also I remember sort of always feeling like you know, destined for something else. And I always thought like New York is going to be the place 
where I finally get to be me. It's going to be like, you know, like a movie where like I'll get there or like, a, you know, Felicity or something like that. What kind, of, what kind of music did you listen to in, uh, as a kid? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love the 90s, you know, grunge music, loved, you know, got into to punk, you know, pretty, pretty early on as well. Um, and, uh, and, you know, got, you know, like had, had the punk band in high school and what kind um, of punk? Just curious. Well, you know, I, it's funny cause I, I mean, I kind of did the, it, what's, well, I'm kind of, it's funny cause, um, I love all kinds. So I'm not judging you, whatever, no, no, no. whatever you feel. But what's interesting is I, I look at the way kids are going to be raised now and the way they'll experience uh, music and how like, you know, everything is at your disposal. You know, if you like, you know, with, with one Spotify account, you can go from being like, like, okay, so I like, say, Green Day or something like that. And then that can, like, take you through, like, the entire hit. Like, because of that, you can find who they were influenced by. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and who influenced those bands. <sighs> Didn't have that when I was young. Right? I know. So it's like, you have to, like, it, it's funny of, like, you know, the, the, the way of, like, discovering music. I, I look back on it fondly now, but I also at the same time I'm like you know frustrated by how difficult it was growing up in Iowa. You had to find the person who could t explain to you, okay, this is bad, <laughs> this is the clash, you know. And so yeah, I sort yeah. of discovered those bands the hard way, you know, like like a lot of times it would be like, oh, I'll buy a, a compilation or something that I get at like the at a CD store, and that'll be like, oh, what's this? The Buzzcocks, you know, and like that's how you'll discover that stuff. So you know, I'm I'm sort of like the you know the '90s era you know punk thing where where you you know the 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 gateway drug is a band like Green Day yeah. or something like that, and then you start discovering all those great bands that go back, you know, and so. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, now I, 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 you know, like there's the Ramones, the Clash, all the classics, you know, I'm, I'm totally into. Totally. Um, but of course, you know, you, you know, as a, as a teenager, you're also drawn to bands like, um, you know, oh gosh, it's so funny because now I listen to a lot of these bands and I just, they're, I can't are you like, Are you like a Misfits fan? <laughs> I'm just curious, are you like a Misfits fan? I'm just, like, I are you like, respect Misfits, but never, was never that drawn to it. Okay, I'm just curious because, oh. you know what, to be honest, when I look at your artwork, man, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't look to me like, hey, this guy's so influenced wait, by punk did, rock. <laughs> Well, uh, well, it's interesting too because I'm actually also uh, real quick to, to, to that point. Um, I'm I've been, I've been straight edge since I was in high school, and part of that was obviously being drawn to the hardcore, you know, straight edge scene, but also um, really just liking the kind of lifestyle, and especially growing up and like amongst kind of like lots of hippies. To me, the more rebellious thing was being straight edge. So now I tell people, wow, I'm still true. straight edge, and like, people are like, oh, so you must love Minor Threat, and I'm like, I mean. Yeah, I, I like them. I don't. I gotta be honest. I don't listen to them a ton, you know. But um, so so yeah. So as far as like you know, now being a, a thirty-seven-year-old dude, uh, you're thirty-seven. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so we're 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 like pretty much the same age. I'm like yeah. turning thirty-six this year. Okay. So like, um, just to share with you real quick, oh, we're gonna get back to just growing up in Iowa too. Yeah. But I mean, I share with the you know I'm a DJ, right? So sure. I actually and produce music. So. I love the fact that I used to go to the record store and buy those mm -hmm. crappy compilations that, right. you know, you can only get like the hit on there, right? Yeah, and exactly. you can never get the D. And you, I would go to, my favorite thing was to go to Ontario Mills and then go to the Virgin Mega, Mega Store. There was this like listening station that you can scan the fucking CD uh -huh. and then you can get like <laughs> 30 right. seconds of the track. Oh, I know. You, know, you know what I mean? It's just like that. Because, I hate this because these days, you know, you know right. but honestly, it's like there is a cool thing about how you can discover more music, mm -hmm. but then there is a disposable aspect about music now, right. too. You know what I mean? It's like when you bought that CD and it had 
fucking 14 tracks on there and then like you, you know I mean, you, you listen to the ones even if you didn't like them initially and you learned to like <laughs> songs yeah, there's like that Hannibal <laughs> joke where he talks about he's like I found out who Jimi Hendrix was because it was the entrance music for Hulk Hogan and he's like wow this guy's about to blow up man. Hulk Hogan's uh, entry music his, his career is really going to take off and so I mean I totally I, I'm right there with him in terms of like you know you you, uh, you try you, you do your best to sort of look for cool things but they kind of like it's almost magic how they sort of seep into your into your consciousness and and I think that's one of the things I love about street art is that that magic is still kind of there and I'm kind of always sort of looking for it. The, this idea that like you know a person will walk by something and the, it's only going to be there for a short amount of time, you know? And so the idea that they were there in that moment and maybe that, you know, message on the poster uh, has some significance to them and they can feel like this sort of magical moment of like, if I come back, if I walked on another street, if I come back here, you know, a week later, this might not be there. And that to me is like being part of that magic, being just sort of like a, a vessel with which, you know, uh, God or, or, or the universe or whatever you want to call it, you know, can, can use you to speak to people and, you know, in the case of like music, you know, like that, that one cool kid in school that's walking around and he's, you know, wearing a t-shirt with black, with the black flag logo on it. And you're like, what, what is that? I've got yeah, to know I... what that is. That's, that's how you sort of like experience That's so things, interesting. You know? No, it's true because like, um, you know, street art is a lot of logos if, if you would say it right. Okay. Sure, let, sure. Let's just kind of use that term broadly. And like I said, I'm into like, you know, the transition to t-shirts too. And I totally remember that, you know, you would see somebody with like a black flag or a silver chair t-shirt uh, t-shirt right. or, and then the thing is like, I'm sitting there, we, we were just had a great conversation with uh, NoHo Arts District about mm -hmm. my love for the Beatles. I would be, and then I'm like, dude, oh, is this cool? I'm, a huge to, Beatles fan. Yeah. I'm like, but the thing is like you at school, you'd be like, is this cool? Like, I don't know that person's, you, you know what right. I mean? You didn't actually know like what, you know, good music was or like what yeah. good art is. You couldn't, and for street art, the same thing. It's like, sometimes you, you know, you just go past the piece. You're like, ah, whatever. But then you're like, wait, wait, if you actually take, take time to like, kind of like study what's going on, you know, or how these things are interacting. Like I said, it's a beautiful clusterfuck sometimes. And I think it's also one of the things that's great about that too, is that it, it democratizes uh, the, the, the criticism a little bit in the sense that like you go to a museum and like, there's this, there's a the, there's the obligation that you feel to stand and look at something and and feel like this is significant, um, right? Yeah. And yet, and, and on the street, you walk by something. There isn't that there isn't that uh, you know that onus on you that you have to feel moved by something. And so you can walk by something and be like, I don't care about that. Or you can walk by it, and and it's almost like the fact that you can choose to be moved by it makes it something that you discover even more, that's even more yours, that it's not like someone is telling you this is worth looking at. You've stopped and made the choice to look at it. And because of that, I think you can create a relationship with the art and with hopefully the artist as well. You know, one of the reasons that I always draw myself into my artwork, some people think it's like an, an arrogance thing or trying to sort of make myself the sort of center of the, of the, of the experience, but it's really because I, I want to have the, the words becoming from a person not from necessarily like a logo or a brand necessarily but just from that they would feel like okay this is a message from a person that's no more glamorous than the person walking by it no more sort of cool you know I mean obviously love Banksy his work is fantastic but I knew I was never cool enough to pull off the sort of mythology that Banksy has, that kind of urban folk hero type of thing. Dude, you're a different kind of cool. Man, but okay. let me, well, There's well, all different the kinds of cool, all right? One thing, that one thing that I love about your art, man, is that there's this whole, like, uh, 
Secret identity in street art. Okay, just like how in sure. DJs, there's like yeah. these masked <laughs> fucking DJs. Okay. Right. Oh, I think- when you talk about secret identity, when uh, we, we uh, time to time talk about the old uh, blog, the Merrill's and Fairfax sure. blog, and Gregory Linton. Rest in peace. And, uh, right? And um, I remember, uh, you know, before I had met you, um, knew what you looked like or anything, he did a post. And in that post, he mentioned something about meeting you. And that he thought you would, you know, be look like the guy, but it's actually this big black guy and something like that. So for a while, yeah, for a while, I thought that Morley was this big black guy, and that he was being clever by putting some white dude mm. on his piece to kind of. Throw Wait, off so the did he make that up, or he just yeah, made? Yeah, he, oh, he, he just made it up. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Okay, so what I was saying is that well, that, that's that's strange that he made that up. That's interesting. <laughs> but um, but what I'm trying to say is like so many people were like hiding their identity, mm-hmm. and you were challenging that with putting your face out there, actually, but not, but do you kind of see what I, I don't yeah, know. I, I, that was intentional. Okay. Well. The, the idea of creating something that, you know, could really push the, ba- the, 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 push the, the limit you could have in terms of the anonymity. Because obviously I need to protect myself in terms of getting arrested as sure. well. Which over the years has gotten less and less of a, of a fear of mine, you know, because I right. feel like culture has shifted a little bit more to being, you know, to being more accepted in the street. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but when I started, it was like, there were still artists getting arrested at their shows. Uh, you okay, know? wait, like, now. Okay, I, wait, I want to shift back here to get okay. out of Iowa. We never yeah, got yeah, out yeah. of Iowa. I want to <laughs> get out, before we get going on the street, okay. everything, I want to, how did you get out, what happened when you got out of so, Iowa, where'd you go? So I, I got, I got into college at this place called the School of Visual Arts and uh, moved to New York and expected to have that you know the the experience that I was sort of, yeah the, the 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 moment of blossoming into the into the into the wonderful life I wanted and I got there and I realized like oh mm, that's not really how it works everywhere you go is you're you know it's still just you there you are <laughs> and so I had to sort of come to grips with also being like oh maybe I'm not as as special as I thought you know I mean there was a fair amount of of um, I you know somewhere between confidence and arrogance, you know, when I was living in Iowa and in which I think a lot of kids that are in smaller towns kind of need really kind of push them to to try and achieve something. Um, So I don't necessarily know if I was obnoxiously arrogant when I was in high school, but I'm sure that there was a a misplaced kind of confidence there Um, (laughs) that when I went to New York was, was very much sort of, uh, it was a sobering experience because you you realize like, (laughs) Oh wow, not only New York, but I'm also in a school with like, phenomenally talented people, way more talented than I was in every, in any, you know, aspect of, you know, whether it was screenwriting or whether it was, you know, and and also they had a lot more money than I did. So they had, you know, like parents that could, could help them facilitate their interests more, you know, like in terms of like, you know, that helps a little, Oh, it helped like, you know, having a computer that can edit something. I never had that, you know, like I was, I went to the public access to like work on videos when I was in high school and, and you know, work those VHS to VHS machines. <laughs> so when I went to New York and I was like, wow, these kids all have really nice cameras and really nice, you know, editing equipment stuff. And it was, it was, you know, humbling to realize like that allowed them to get better, you know, and allowed them to, 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 to become, you know, um, more disciplined and, and all this stuff. So resources. Exactly. So that was all that experience, you know, I think also encouraged me even more towards street art because that seems so much more like anybody can do it. You don't need to have the expensive camera. You don't need to have the, you know, the parents that can even afford to put you like, you know, through, through school at an expensive art school. 
Um, and so one man show exactly. And so I was drawn to that even more because I was like, this isn't a flyer for your band's show. This is the band playing essentially, you know, like, you know, I've, I've made this, this reference a few times, but like, I always think that like, okay, if, if, uh, if traditional art in a gallery is a band playing, you know, at a venue, then, uh, street art is the guy with the acoustic guitar on the subway stairwell, you know, and there's, <laughs> so and there's you know, both ways oh, of experiencing man. music, but one You've gotten that written down on a piece, right? I do, I do. It's, it's in awesome. my book, but you know, like, so uh, there's that, there's a, there's a, an intimacy to it that I think you, you don't have necessarily the other way. Both ways are, again, fantastic ways of experiencing, you know, creative expression, but there's something unique about the guy with the guitar in the stairwell or girl uh, and that you know that, that you didn't you couldn't count on them being there you just walked by and maybe caught just a little smidgen of beauty and then you kept going about your day and there that in, in and of itself seemed like there was something that was really special and really you know um, that drew me to it so I started playing around while I was living in New York and putting things up I started by uh, screen printing uh, messages onto contact paper, the stuff that you put on like, you know, uh, kitchen cabinets or whatever, you know, and just sticking it around the subway and just really enjoying kind of just sitting there and watching people walk by and see something, kind of look at it and then keep walking by, but also just enjoying the idea of all the people that I, I didn't see walk by and see it. You know, the what idea year of, was this when you were in New York? This is in 2000. Okay. So do you, I mean, do you remember like the first time that you actually put... Well, the very first time I started, I think it was like the first week that I moved to New York, I started seeing stuff. And so I bought a marker and started just writing stuff, you know, the kind of the, 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 the tagging kind of method. But even back then I was still, I think I started what were you writing. Well, I was writing quotes from, uh, like poets and authors that I liked at first. I, I didn't know if I had the, I didn't have the confidence to like write something that I had written. Uh, and so I started just writing like, what would you sign it? Oh, the, the author that wrote okay. it, you know? So, um, and it, and it just would, you know, it'd be quotes from various, you know, like Dylan Thomas and, you know, authors and poets that I really liked, musicians, you know. Um, and then I, when I started doing the contact paper, I started putting my own messages and things that I sort of thought would edify and empower people and encourage people. Uh, and then when I moved out to, so I, then I, I, moved, I went from New York, graduated, moved to uh, Baltimore and lived there with some friends that I had met in college. What happened there? What? <laughs> Wait a second. It was New York. Ah, you know what? Fuck it, Baltimore. Well, you know, it's funny because as soon as I graduated <laughs> New York, I, I I had realized that I had been living in New York on on my terms, which is, you know, going to an art school, living in a dorm, uh, and and you know, I I did work for like I had a scholarship, but I also did work, you know, like um, to sort of pay bills, but like they were very minimal bills because I was sort of still at school, you know. Graduate, realize like, oh no. 20 hours a week is not enough to pay your rent. <laughs> a part-time job won't work. Especially in so, New York. Yeah, and, and so I was like, oh, I better start looking for apartments. And, you know, I, I would, you know, find these apartments and be like, and I'd be like, this is no exaggeration, just your closet. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like and how much? And I'm like, but you could definitely fit a mattress in here. And I'm like, how much do you pay for this? And they're like, it's just, it's, it's 700 a month. Oh, and I was like, and how many other people are living here? There's about 12 people in this apartment. I'm like, cool. Uh. And so I was drawn to, so my, some friends that I had met um, uh, that, that, that were from Baltimore, and they moved back when they graduated, and I was sort of like, well, but if I, if I move with them, then we can kind of collaborate and do some stuff, and, you know, and I can, 
you know, I'd always sort of intended to move out to LA eventually, but I thought I'll spend like maybe one or two years living in Baltimore where I can, you know, uh, I was dating a girl also, so I could kind of travel back to New York when I needed, it was like a three hour Greyhound bus ride. But anyway, so I lived there for around two years, then moved out to LA. And when I moved out to LA, I, I, I wanted to keep doing uh, the street art thing because it was something that was, I, I sort of saw it as a release valve. Like I could kind of Absolutely. hit the switch and yeah. be like, Shh, like it would release this sort of this pent up creative expression that I felt writing screenplays that never got made, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I moved out here and I realized like, oh, well, you don't really have the same kind of subway system that New York has. We're kind of like all walks of life are going to see something you've done because everybody takes a subway. Um, out here, everybody drives. And so I needed to start making stuff that was bigger that could be seen when you're driving, you know, 35 miles an hour down the street. Uh, and so, and, and, you know, the, the electrical boxes, you know, seem like such perfect sort of starting points. So that's when I started, you know, uh, working into like wheat paste and, and posters and stuff like that. And that's when I started drawing myself into it as well, because, you know, living out uh, in LA, I was even more sort of confronted uh, with the idea that there's just tons of people out here chasing their dreams and all of them kind of starting to feel more frustrated, more disappointed in things and how, you know, where they'd sort of ended up. And, uh, and also that were, you know, that needed encouragement and, 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 and LA can be a lonely city, you know, like, um, especially if you're, if you're, if you just moved here, it's like, how do you meet people? How do you, you know? It's very clicky. I mean, totally. it, it's really hard to like, because I grew up here in LA actually, right, I'm from, yeah. from here. Okay. Right. So it's like you, things like you have your little boroughs in New York and you yeah. have your, we're just a bunch of little small towns, like, uh, strung all together. So it yeah. seems like a really big town, you know? Totally. But like I said, man, you know, it's so interesting hearing this whole, like, just this journey that you had. Because seriously, man, there's been moments, especially like I told you when I was a pharmaceutical rep, I was really depressed about my job mm. because I felt like I was, like, part of the problem, like, before. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Okay. And, uh, you know, or I was going through, like, a breakup or something sure, like that, sure. man. And I would see one of your pieces, and then it would, honestly, it would just you know, brighten my day up, man. Oh, I, that's, that's seriously, awesome. I want to just thank you for that, man. Because well, like, it. yeah. And, and seriously, man, I'd be like, you know, sometimes I have parked my car and there'd be like a dirty ass mattress or something like that. You know what I mean? And then I turn around and it's like, Oh, here's a lecture box and bam, there's, there's like <laughs> your art. You know what I mean? So it's totally. like I said, it's always, just, we've been talking about this notion that street art is kind of like, it's a surprise and it's like a gift too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And just hearing the reasons why you do things, uh, your art and everything like that, it's just totally on point with like why teacher does it. It's a oh, release right. valve, you know what I mean? It's therapy yeah. and things yeah, like absolutely. that. And, what, um, what area did you live in when you got out here? Uh, well, for the first, I, I moved out here in 2006 and I, and I think until about two years ago, I lived in Los Feliz and then okay. now I live in Highland Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Los Feliz is perfect. It's nice and central. Yeah, it's it, the the great thing about it is that I mean I even still kind of think of it as home base because that's kind of the first place that I when I'm you know going out and putting up art that I kind of start there and spread out from there I, just because that's how my mind you know thinks of the city you know mm -hmm. that like that's kind of a good hub to start with. Um, so yeah, so you know for me you know it's interesting because you know when you say like that that you were depressed and stuff like that one of the great things about uh, I think creating street art for me has been that, you know, almost all of the messages that I've created have been stuff that either I've felt 
that I've wanted that I, that, I, that I think if I was walking down the street, what would encourage me? You know, it's like sort of giving myself advice or kind of trying to, to encourage myself and thinking if it's something that would mean something to me, then it must mean something to somebody else out there. I was wondering that. Are they anecdotal? I mean, I or, mean some, of them, like, yeah. some of them do come from like experiences that my friends or family mm-hmm. um, or lo- other loved ones are, are having, uh, you know, and so there are messages that I'm like, I want to speak to them. But knowing that speaking to them is hopefully also the ability to speak to others like others them. like them, yeah. And so for me, when people say that that they saw something that that I did and they they were encouraged by it or that it was relevant to their life, it, it doesn't just I, I, the the gratitude that I feel for that isn't just this, the one of um, you know like oh I'm so glad you liked it. It's the sense of like great. Then neither of us are alone in this thing, you know, which is another reason why it's oh, it's nice. good yeah. for me to 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 feel like I'm, beautiful. my art that I'm in my art because I want people to know that like that you know I don't think of people that like my stuff as fans I think of them as like you know comrades in arms and like kindred spirits in that wow. way so for me it's that's like a great way to look at it well yeah I think that that's that's the way that I think that that I get the most out of it because it, it, you know financially there's that's a whole other thing <laughs> and, and one of the great things that I think about uh, making street art you know and why I, I still to this day get more satisfaction out of putting a piece on the street than I do putting it in a gallery mm-hmm. is that is that knowing that someone else out there will not feel alone and knowing that I don't have to feel alone because they're out there too and that we're there together going through this journey of life and occasionally sort of like you know, uh, in this kind of serendipitous way, bumping into each other, so to speak, as they walk by something I've done. To me, that's like, it's just so, uh, it's so, so encouraging to me. And so, and something that I just get so much joy out of. And so it's a, it's a form of neuroplasticity, which is, you mm. know, using your, your skills to help people out, which makes you feel better. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, totally. Now there's this, there's this, okay. So in 2012, we had this like, uh, LA Street Art Gallery kind of like, um, just a fill out kind of like interview and mm-hmm. you know just I, I just want to review a few things with you and because sure. especially one of the things that uh, stuck out to me too that you said your favorite piece of your own and actually it's one of my favorite pieces of yours mm-hmm. it says let's fall in love like both our parents aren't divorced yeah. y- 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 you know what I mean and to me it's just like so first good. of all it's just like like I said it's, I, I, it's so simple but things like I know that my parents aren't divorced personally sure, you sure. know what I mean so, but things like I actually as I'm growing up I realize how important that is <laughs> like yeah. you, you know what I mean and rare. yeah and rare it's true you know, you know what I mean so I don't know like I said that that to me that's just like a perfect one that's just like of what says a lot too without saying very little in another way exactly exactly why it's my favorite I think is or one of my favorites is that uh, you know, I would say when people ask me what my favorite piece is, it's always like, well, my favorite piece is whatever is the piece that seems to have the most resonance to people. Sure. You right, know? And, right. and oftentimes it's not the piece I expect. Like I there's know, a few pieces right? of mine that I've done where I was kind of like, eh, this is fine. But then someone will be like, this one really meant a lot to me. And I'd be like, wow, that it now makes that piece so much more significant to me because it meant something to them. But in the case of just looking at it as what I want to accomplish with each piece, my goal is always try to encapsulate a complex idea in as brief a way as possible, you know, like, and to, and to leave enough uh, DNA sort of missing that the person who walks by has to kind of put their own in there so that it becomes something that's both um, broad enough that a lot of people can relate to it, but specific enough that maybe each person that walks by will think it's just for them. Yeah. It was just for their life. And so So for me, when you can kind of, when I can, when I'm able to, 
summarize uh, an idea that that has you know a lot more um, broader I you know like just, that, that that just has a lot of of, uh, of um, uh, context that needs to be kind of put in there, but you can sort of shorten it down into the very you know bare minimum. And so that's one that I feel like I was successful finding in, that equation. You know, exactly. you know what's interesting? Exactly. I think like a lot of musicians, they write songs that people kind of like put their own meaning to it, right? Yeah, sure. But the thing is, like, I don't think that musicians are purposely like calculating creating that thought but you, when you're doing it you're actually like it's conscious like do, you, you kind of see what i'm saying where i've where i you know like my wife I'll, I'll show her a piece and i'll be like okay so what does this mean to you without me saying anything about it and she'll say how she interprets it and if it's close enough or it, even just different but interesting still i'll be like that's great. If it's if it feel, if I feel like she's interpreted it in a way that I feel like that was not what I had intended, I'm like, okay, then I need to go back to the drawing board on this one because, uh, you know, the hope is is to create is to find again in a sort of a mathematical way find something that people that is that it would be difficult to interpret in a wild and completely uh, you know strange way. Although that happens to me quite frequently, where people will write to me and be very angry about something that they interpreted a certain oh, way wow. and be like. That was not my intention. And they'd be like, well, it doesn't matter. There's always a guy. Right? It doesn't matter what your intentions were because this is what ultimately people will read it as. And I was like, well, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I don't know if I can always feel 100% um, you know, responsible for the way that someone, you know, it's like that whole thing of like, can an artist be held responsible if a person, you know, becomes, uh, you know, a murderer yeah. based on their music or something like yeah. that? It's like, I think at the end of the day, there's, there's only so much you can feel, you know, convicted by. And, and, and at the end of the day, you have to kind of say, okay, I did my best to try and create art and I didn't want it to be interpreted this way. I see. So like a piece, for example, that I had that I thought was pretty simple and easy to understand, which, which was, uh, I love you because we hate the same stuff. <laughs> someone someone oh. once wrote like, you know, uh, you shouldn't hate Nazis, stuff. <laughs> they hated Jewish people and that's why they loved each other. And I was oh like, my that gosh. That is not what I meant. <laughs> I mean, anything. Know. You can take anything. anything. That's probably just a Russian yeah. Russian bot. He's <laughs> trying to. Question instigate. for you, somewhat off subject. Um, uh, run-ins with the law. Uh-huh. Have, uh, you... Uh, I've had a few of them, but I, I think that one of the things that helps, um, and it's funny because, you know, this is a, this is something that, that has tended to, um, been a little bit, uh, created some controversy, which is that the idea of the sort of, um, white male, uh, creating <laughs> street art having a lot more ease to move around than a minority and I don't deny that I think that yeah. it's an unfortunate truth but the, you know the fact is if I was you know any minority walking around with a bucket and you know a roll of, of uh, posters I, I pr probably get hassled a lot more you know yep, and so uh, and also I, I will say I think it helps that I, I look kind of straight laced and kind of look you know um, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, and, and I'm sure you, you and I have, have similar sort of stuff. Like sometimes there's the construction vest will help and things yes. like that, you know, and, um, there's definitely things you can do, but I also try to look for spots that aren't going to piss, uh, too many people off. Yeah. I've I think that, that you know, it's, it's. I've, Fresh I've, spots too. That well, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Very visible. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like it, that's part of the art of finding the actual spots too. Yeah, and that's what I'm sure. saying. For more, always like like I said, I don't see 
him stuck with a bunch of other things a lot of times, you know what I mean? You find like Another a one legit... Another thing I like about his work is that most of the time you see it, it's, it's by itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, that's because, you know, he's one, you sort of want to abide by the kind of unspoken street art rules um, of like spot jacking and all that other stuff. But also, I mean, I'm not that concerned with that. For but some reason, <laughs> I feel also, like... Yeah. I always think that the environment is such an important part of the art. So mm -hmm. if, the envi if, if it's one the of 50 different pieces of art, then the environment is not playing a part, is not, isn't interacting with your work as much because the environment is, oh, this is where a ton of art is, you know? And I do enjoy, the, there used to be some spots, and they're kind of all gone now, where it was like artists of all, from all over the city would kind of put their stuff and kind of make their name be known. And I like those spots too, but for me, I feel like... The more effective is... The way more effective. Yeah, if a absolutely. person's looking at something and they see it by itself, they kind of see it amongst the area that it's within, and for me, my favorite spots are always boarded up buildings because you can put something on a board, uh, you know, plank of wood when they sell the building or whatever, they take the, the, the board down, no harm has been done. And it's like, and it's also works as a really beautiful frame a lot of times because it's, you know, there's like a nice brick frame around it. Anyway, so, um, but I always try to be aware that like, okay, if I'm, you know, offering up positive messages and they're being expressed in destructive ways, which not to say that there's not, there's not an inherent value in some kinds of destruction. I'm not a huge fan of obviously like, you know, tagging something just to sort of like, you know, piss all over it type of a thing. But I do understand, you know, the, the, the historical, um, significance that and evolution has, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. of, in terms of, 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 you know, essentially taking over. Well, it's it's kind of weird. There's different genres. You know? Yeah. There's, there's graffiti writers, mm -hmm. there's gang, Graffiti, right. and then there's graffiti artists. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 it reminds me, um, I saw, uh, this is quite a few years ago, I saw one of Morley's pieces, and I saw a big, huge MTA tag. Hmm. Over it. Not, no, not on top of it. Next to it. Mm. <laughs> Next to it. And Love I was that. like, this dude has been around and has gotten up so much that People the MTA is not fucking with him. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know the MTA is, these are the gangsters. These are one of the biggest gang graffiti crews in, in, the, in the world. They did the River Basin, mm -hmm. uh, three block long MTA letters. Man, that was crazy. And I've, I've had my stuff gone over by them many times. And I just... I, I think it might be, I, you know, as much as I appreciate the, that... <laughs> I get messed with a lot, you know, in my stuff. And, and uh, there's not, I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of people will accuse me of sentimentality and sort of hallmarkism. And, and you know, they're not necessarily always wrong, although I do strive to have as much nuance in my pieces as possible, you know. Although I'll see stuff that I did early on, I'll be like, mm, you know, I think that's probably a simplification in a way. And it's also like the, the, the thing is that, like, you know, it's funny because I, I have a, a new book that, that dropped in December and, and uh, people ask me like, what's the difference between this book and my first book that I put out about five years ago? And I always feel like, well, my first book is almost like art that's uh, from the perspective of a guy in his 20s and this is like a perspective of a guy in his 30s. And so for me, it's like, I look back at some of the art that I made in my 20s and I do feel a little bit of like, oh yeah, that's that's a sentiment that a guy in his 20s is, is really relevant to him. And now as my in my 30s, I feel like I need it to kind of touch on things that are maybe a little bit more nuanced and a little bit, have a little bit more um, of an understanding of, it's, you know, like just... Maturing as an artist. You know what, yeah. that's another thing I like about you is that he keeps 
doing new pieces. We were having this conversation yeah. a little bit earlier. Is like, you know, what, what makes a legend, you know? And we're just, he was talking <laughs> about, you know, there's this, you know, this one guy, and he's been putting out this one image for like 40 years, and so all of a sudden, you know, people think he's something amazing. No, I'm telling you, you know what, I'm sitting How here... How does that happen? Well, I think it's... A, it's people respect the, the, the diligence and the... the <laughs> yes. The consistency. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah, definitely. Say like, oh, there's, there's power in the iconography that's built over seeing an image repetitive, you know, type of thing. Um, and I... And I but I, I, I'm with you in the sense that, like, to me, um, if I, you know, like, the idea of I could get arrested for what I'm doing and wanting to sort of like, okay, is this message that I'm putting out something that feels worthy of getting arrested for? And what do I want to say? And sort of once I started speaking my mind a little bit, the desire to like, I have so much I want to say. I have so much that I feel from day to day and I want to express. And I know that there's so many different kinds of people. I mean, that's one of the great things about LA is that the, like you mentioned, the sort of burrows, this idea of like the different tribes in LA, you know, that you're, you're speaking to different communities that are in different, the fact that we live in a city where you can go from Compton to Beverly Hills and just the vastly different experience, life experience. That those One end of the have. spectrum to the other. It's oh. so segregated LA too. It is. It, <laughs> you it know, is, it really, really is. Yeah. How, how you can travel yeah. amongst that yep. and you can, and, and, you know, I mean, if I was living a lot in a lot in most other places like yeah there's other cities that are like this but a lot of places in in america you know you're speaking to to one community you know for miles and miles and miles yeah. you know and so for me the idea that you can speak to so many different communities so many different life experiences and you know this is such a a melting pot of of different you know like uh, you know races and 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 you know experiences you know uh Customs. genders and you know sexual sexual preferences all these different people that are kind of all living here together and you know it's funny because I'm not going to necessarily know the experience of each of them and that's something to also kind of strive for is not to be you know sort of mansplaining uh, uh, <laughs> one time I, I got I a guy who came up to me who said I really like your work and I was like oh thank you and he's like you know I used to hate it and I was like oh okay which is sort of a strange <laughs> thank thing you, to say kind of. and he was like you know the first time I saw it I was like don't tell me how to feel <laughs> and, well, I heard that. Well, I heard that, and I was like, you know, that's an interesting thing. I never thought I was telling someone how to feel. I feel like when you're offering encouragement, that can be perceived as like, oh, you're telling me how to feel a certain way. It's like someone saying, like, you know, just keep a positive outlook. And I can get why that would be obnoxious. I can get why that would be like, don't tell me to have a positive outlook. You yeah, but these are the life. same people that you see at Disneyland in the uh, complaint department line. No, it's true. I mean, you know, so I, I understand why people could, could be frustrated by seeing, you know, it's like, um, you know, like having the worst day of your life and turning on the radio and hearing some super cheerful music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that right now. Just broke so, up with your girlfriend. That, that speaks, that that speaks a lot for the person songs. themselves, though, too. Absolutely, absolutely. But that's one of the reasons why, I, you know, I want to have art that isn't just that isn't as simple as just don't give up. Cause I feel like don't give up is, is a, is a really important message for people to hear, but I feel like it's also easy to dismiss. And it's also easy to be like, who is telling me this? What do they, what do they know about my life? And what does that mean? Don't give up. And, and sometimes someone needs to be told like, you know what? It's okay to change your mind. 
you know, and that's something that I think is a, is, is you know, really, what I love about also your, it's always, like you said, really encouraging and it's not encouraging in the way that's victimizing right. the, the person too. Right. A lot of times I see some like, uh, street art and things like that. And I feel like, it's just a consistent message of it seems like it's speaking to a victim like right. y- y- you know what i mean but i don't feel like um for your for your art it doesn't it doesn't seem that way like y- you well, know thanks. what i mean i mean yeah that's definitely you know all that is stuff that i i try to sort of to do you know and and, and in terms of this idea of being you know overly sentimental or, or hallmarky i do try to create art that i feel like um has a little bit of a bite to it in the sense that like it's not something that can just be kind of like dismissed as like you know keep going thumbs up (laughs) (laughs) no you know what it's so interesting because like i've never ever thought of your stuff as hallmarky man but 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 i'm just saying like you would probably like if you wanted to like i'm just saying do pretty pretty well there in terms of like you know, if you want to conform that way, I, I'm just, I'm just that's, <laughs> that, that's like, what I, yeah, exactly. It's funny because a lot of people, you know, who, who, who are, are critical of what I do, you know, a lot of times they don't realize that like, you know, if I didn't, if, if I was more hallmarky, it would be easier. More people would probably embrace what I was doing, you know? And, oh yeah, and if I absolutely. Was, and if I was, Make it simple, keep it simple. Right? And like, people would say like, oh yeah, like nice drawing yourself in your art. I was like, dude, do you realize if I didn't draw myself in my art, how much more art I could sell? You know, like how many people <laughs> want to have a drawing of me in their house? Yeah. Not, I mean, people that feel a relationship because they've seen my art on the street or online and they, and they feel that connection to it, then maybe they do want to have a piece of, of art that has me drawn into it. I get that. But most people who just are, you know, like looking at a gallery at something don't necessarily want a doofy looking guy with glasses hanging on their <laughs> expensive, you know, Beverly Hills mansion wall or whatever. I think we need it all though because we got so many different kinds well, of people. Definitely. You know, you no got question. some people that are going to respond to the simple stuff. And, you know, in a town like this, where you got a lot of thinkers, a lot of writers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Morley's work is really going to speak to these people. Well, and, and I think there's there's absolutely room for everybody. And, and I will never, uh, you know, degrade uh, anybody who's trying to give a positive message, you know, because to me it's right. like, what is the purpose and what are you really gaining? Uh, yeah, it's funny, like, um, I, I forget a famous artist, I was taught this in art school, uh, once said that the only real uh, criticism that has any value whatsoever is the criticism that becomes another piece of art. You know, like if you don't like this artist, instead of just saying, oh, they suck, they suck, make art that you think is different than that artist that, that, that is somehow meeting whatever need you feel that artist is not, you know? Yeah, gravitate towards something you like instead of hating on something that you Exactly, because <laughs> what are you gaining by, by just acknowledging that you think this person isn't good at what they do? It's like, because if you're not doing something that you think is better, then you have, you, it's... I mean, and I think that to me, like, is true with any kind of opinion. And then I think it's that more people should understand that, that it's, it's causing disease well, is what it does. Absolutely. It's a dis-ease. And I think that the, the notion that we can see that our, we have the right to our opinions. You can say, oh, I saw that movie and I didn't like it. That, that You have the right to that. But the value of that opinion is, is negligible. It's very, very little because who cares if you didn't like the movie? I don't care if a person doesn't like the movie. The only thing that matters to me is, oh, well, like if they if they think that that opinion beyond just their personal taste has value to the world, they are wrong unless they are somehow using that opinion to 
manifest something else. I see know? what you're saying. And so in that regard, I, I don't think, and, and I think once you do start manifesting something else, you realize how, why would I waste my energy, particularly like degrading somebody else's artwork? I'll, I'll just spend that energy creating this art that I feel like I'm, you know, passionate about. So, Redirect. so yeah, so it's like, you know, you become a more, uh, you know, um, a kinder, gentler person because you can say, you know, you can look at something and say, oh, I actually don't know, so I think I would have done it that way, I would have done this way, as opposed to being like, that idiot, he's not doing it the right way. Yeah, crit criticism usually isn't the best inspiration, hey, usually, hey, some right? people just need to hate, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. Now, let me ask you guys, you know, you guys are both, you know, you guys are both the most prolific street artists, one of some of the most prolific street artists in L.A. You guys get up all the time, okay? So I'm just saying, like, what is that, we're talking about inspiration, okay? I mean, like, what gets your juices flowing? You, you know, I mean, like for me, I have to sit down. If I want to write a song or put on a set or something like that, it's like, it's a, I have music Mondays. Like I said, I, I work on music every single Monday. I, sometimes I get nothing done. I just sit in front of the computer. I don't do anything. Like, you, you know what I mean? But the thing is like, um, what's your guys' system to get, you know, to get yourself actually to create? Because you guys are both so prolific. Well, I'll, I'll start. I would say, you know, for me, it's there, you know, I think what you touched on, which is like thinking of it as a sort of discipline and thinking of it as being something like, okay, I, I'm going to set aside time to do this. You know, um, as much as I do, uh, as much as I appreciate getting sort of inspiration just sort of randomly kind of floating into my head, which is, you know, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> which, right? It yeah. rarely happens it's, for it's me. Not, yeah. It's not as common as I would like. So yeah. There's a lot of times where I'm just sitting and I say, I'm going to come up with 10 new poster messages. You know? Wow. And so that'll just, there'll be a lot of just sitting there staring forward and thinking of things, you know, I, I try to write down ideas and then later sort of say, okay, how can I boil this down? How can I sort of summarize this and this, this concept? But you know, there is just a lot of sitting and thinking. And as far as actually getting up in the act of it, you know, uh, one of the reasons I was drawn to wheat paste as opposed to, you know, like stencils or things like that is that I wanted to be able to have, you know, 50 to 100 different posters in the back of my car. So when I'm driving around, then I see a spot and I'm like, that spot, this message feels like it was made for that spot, you know? Uh -huh. Sometimes yes. I drive around and I see a spot. That would be awesome. I'm just saying, just hearing, uh, it's amazing, man, just hearing your creative process. Because I'm always thinking, I mean, I, I see this guy just like cutting up stencils 4 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> like, you know, or whatever, whenever you're up. I'm just, what about you, Teach? I mean, like, yeah, I, you know, why you are know you so what? prolific, man? Um, <laughs> I've thought about it. Um, I've, I've actually answered this differently before, but um, I try to keep a balance, you know, mm -hmm. of positive messages, peaceful messages, and then at the same time cover whatever, you know, political... Challenging stuff, yeah. Challenging stuff. And what I've realized is that when you've got what's been going on with the current administration, mm -hmm. um, what happens is I end up focusing first on what's going on with that mm -hmm. and then ideas that come up from that and then deciding if they're going to be a stencil or whatever the hell and then after I'm done with it you know I just got just have like this negativity to me mm -hmm. because I'm dealing with the situation sure. you know and so it, it makes me want to do something to kind of make clear me feel better yeah, yeah exactly make me feel better clear my palate or whatever so that's why I've been kind of focusing on dogs you know, I've done some mm -hmm. cats, but I'm kind of mm -hmm. focusing on dogs mm -hmm. because, you know, um, 
they're a little bit more subjective. <laughs> <laughs> and and and, and um, you know, I, I find that if I'm if I do too many political pieces in a row, you know, it's depresses like, you. All of a sudden, yeah. the wife is the wife is like. Uh, so, uh, did you want to do anything tonight, or you just want to <laughs> hang out in the garage the rest of the, keep cutting that stencil, you yeah. know? And I'm like, but he's done this bad thing, and I've got to... Yeah. People well, know, funny. sweetie. People know. They, they, they see. They don't, you don't have to remind everybody. It's funny the responsibility that I think street artists feel that, like... And, and I think it's it's inherent in what we're doing because it's, it's an illegal act, and because, you know, it's in and itself, I think, you know... Even the even something that a piece of art that has seemingly nothing to do with politics, if it's a piece of street art, it's still inherently political because you you're essentially saying I'm uh, I'm not asking permission to put this up. Yeah. I'm making a statement that the, that I believe the world needs to hear, and so that's sort of like you know shouting it type of thing, you know. And so I think because you know there's I, I feel like the best street artists hopefully. I think take that responsibility and they say, okay, like I want to um, take this seriously and say, okay, what is this message that I'm really kind of, you know, it's not just this, this idea of, of uh, there, there's, there's a sense of, I this is something that the world needs to hear basically. And so I think that sometimes that responsibility can weigh on you a little bit and you can feel that kind of thing of like, but the world needs to know about this specific political message and I need to get this out there. And so that that can kind of weigh on you after a while, and I, I totally get the 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 uh, this, the need to sort of like switch gears, you know. I mean, I I feel that with you know, and, but I also sometimes, you know, to be honest, will feel kind of um, the weight of I want to not have not be easy to kind of quantify all my stuff is either this it's either oh about love or it's about you know like uh you know perseverance or it's all oh, it's about you know because like, because the truth is i think after you do enough pieces you start to feel like you're like an artist that you're like a musician that like do i only write love songs do i only write this kind <laughs> right. of stuff you know yeah. well, so do you get writer's like, block fan i'm just kidding just ki okay i always feel like this i will never come up with another there you go guys ever, you, know? you know somebody's listening right now they can't think of a good piece there you go i'm just saying look at these guys oh, it's awesome to hear like to be honest because it's like might I say, you guys in the scene are legends, okay, in my opinion. Well, so thank it's. You. That's very <laughs> okay, so to me, I'm just saying, I know somebody's like admiring your guys' art, whether through Instagram or online. And, you know, they're struggling with these, like, you know, things that all artists struggle with, right? We hate everything we do, <laughs> you know, and things like that. So I'm just saying, just, I'm not even a street artist, but hearing you guys, like, hey, like, uh, you know, you're a master at your craft, but I still have to struggle and I still have to work at it. And, you know, it just, it actually, it's relieving to me. I though. hope so, because I will <laughs> yeah. say, you know, there are times when I'm talking to people and they'll ask for advice and stuff, and I'll sort of admit, like, look, the insecurity that you feel about your art, it never goes away. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I still Absolutely stay, agreed. Always, I, I, there's just... I, I never, I've never liked, and I'm being sincere, I've honestly never liked anything I've ever done. <laughs> I've always felt like it is. And I always feel a, a, a guilt with that someone would spend money on it. You know? Oh my God. It's, I, but I, the thing is that I could tell sometimes when I say that to people that they, it kind of like, the it drains their hope a little because they're like, it never goes away. You always <laughs> like, Well, I mean, you start to feel like, you know, embraced by a scene and that can feel encouraging. And when you get, you know, nice people saying nice things, that can feel encouraging. But no, no, you pretty much always are just constantly <laughs> full of Absolutely. I, I actually feel bad for my wife. You know, a lot of times because 
you know, I, sometimes she's one of my test pool. You yeah. Know? Sure. Show her something, you know, and she'll be like, oh, you know, that's cool. And, you know, there's been those times where I'm thinking, oh, man, I've nailed this one, you know, and I show it to her and she's like, uh, and I'm like, come on. Right? And I feel bad for her, you know, because she... She, she's just being honest, right? You know, and then she sees her poor husband sulk, you know, shoulders down, go walking off sulking. No, like you I know? said, I, I, what I, what I, what I imagine you guys like creating, man. Like I said, I just imagine you sitting down, drawing your thing, going out on the street, posting it up. It's just that process for, for Dude, teach. That happens every I, once in a while. <laughs> Every once in a while. So I'm saying for Teach, I imagine him cutting a stencil after he puts the kids to bed. All right, I'm going to see. You know, but the thing is, like, we don't see, like, all right, I fucked up this stencil. I got to restart it and things like that. You know what I mean? And those things happen to even the masters, man. So. Well, it's funny because one thing that I think, uh, that I always think about you with with your artwork is not just your artwork, but also all the different artists that you've empowered, whether it's by teaching them your method of, of stenciling or whether it's just in, like, I am always yeah, man. constantly in, in, in impressed and, uh, and encouraged by the fact that you, I feel like, are like the godfather of, <laughs> of, uh, of L.A. street art in terms of how many people, you know, like, whether it's like, you know, like, uh, I, you know. Uh, I agree, I agree, man. Multiple spray can thing that you built and all these different things, like, that you utilize and, like. You got what, a big what? one downstairs, you see it? Oh, I got it. I <laughs> I mean, I mean, teachers, teachers getting like sponsorships from spray can company, yeah. companies now and things like that. Well, a lot, well, a lot thank of you very much for yeah. saying that. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I think it's, to me, I think that what what is great about that is that like you, you've not only created art for the city and made it a more beautiful place, but also you've empowered so many different younger artists that are even you know now like have been doing it a while you know and and you and I just I know that uh, that that. And especially when it must be sort of like, I don't want to say frustrating, but the fact that you've helped artists, you know, empowered them, and then they've gone on to become like really big artists that you then have to be like, oh, I'm glad you're selling an art. No, 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 no. See, that's, that's, one, that's one thing where like, I, uh, that actually makes me happy. And, and I think that's that. great. I think that's um, great. Because here's the thing. I, um, when it comes to, to being rich and famous, I used to want to be rich and famous. Mm. Then I realized that the more famous or rich you become, the more people want from you. Mm. And so somewhere along the line, I kind of started not worrying uh, so much about being rich and famous, but more or less just being able to provide mm -hmm. you know, for my family. Sure. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it really helps um, it makes me feel good. I would rather feel good than be rich. Well, I think that the truth is that it's, it becomes part of your legacy, you know, in the same way that, like, you know, we were talking about punk bands before. I'm not poor, like, mind you. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, like, in the sense that, like, you know, how much did, you know, how much money did, did you know, Joe Strummer have in the bank necessarily? Or the Ramones, man. They're touring their entire life, not even, like, I'm just saying, like, trying to make... Right. You know, ends meet from one show to the other, man. Like, yeah, I'm sure you know, it's just, well, I'm not, not again. This isn't to say like teacher is like destitute. No, no, no. But, just <laughs> like, but when you see when you see like bands like we mentioned Green Day, and you think like, man, they were probably you know flying from show to show. Don't even forget the buses or whatever. And it's like, but the bands that inspired them and basically like gave them the tools in a lot of way to do what yeah. they were doing are still touring in vans or whatever. You know, so 
I think that like there, there's just something that, that can be said that beyond the, the monetary value of something, I just think it's an interesting aspect that you've helped encourage so many different artists in this scene and, uh, and they've you know, grown and done great things. But I think the fact that, uh, that you have been so generous that, that you know, a lot of artists, I think, are very protective of their styles and, and the, the sort of the, the, the techniques that they use. Yeah. In your case, I think, have kind of really kind of, um, maybe not invented, but certainly like have, have engineered and created you know, things that haven't well, the, been done The before. stencil technique that I came up with, um, one of the reasons why I made how-to videos and wanted to show everybody, mm -hmm. Um, was because you know of what it did for me, sure. being able to you know get a message out there quickly and, mm -hmm. and really nicely, and I just knew that there were other people out there who were going to be better at it, mm. you know, and but there were going to be other people who would do the same thing as me and put messages out there. Right. So it'd be one thing if it was something that wasn't involved in spreading a message mm -hmm. and, and and reaching people. Um, but that's kind of, I think, one of the main reasons why originally I was like, you know what, I got to show other people this sure. because I want other people doing this. I want other people spreading messages and getting satisfaction from it that I get. Yeah. So that's where that came from. I think it's a wonderful thing. And I think that, you know, um, I think that, that you're going to, I mean, I, it's funny because street art, not, people ask us a lot, like, how much of a social kind of like environment is it? <coughs> You know, they want to know, like, do we all hang out? <laughs> and for when I first started, I uh, felt I, I'm not generally a super social person. And I never wanted people to be, like, offended by anything. But, like, I don't enjoy hanging out at, uh, at you know, gallery show, group shows necessarily. I like talking to people. But as a person who's sort of naturally a little more introverted, it takes work, you know, yeah. for me to talk to people and to, and, I, and as much as I do enjoy when people come up to me and say nice things, obviously that's hugely awesome and, and I would be sad if it never happened, but it, it's, it's hard for me um, because, and this isn't to try and sound humble or something like that, but I just, in general, it's, it's hard for me to like hear encouragement um, and not, and not feel kind of like you know, the, the, that obligation of like, like uh, to dismiss it, you know what I mean? No, a hundred percent. Let me, let me just, right. let me just share with you, uh, just like a, from a different artistic point of view. Okay. Like, you know, I'll, I'll have like a throw a party and it'll be a successful party. You know what I mean? But then I'll always criticize like, okay, like maybe, man, like, you know, the, the, the dance floor, like it wasn't, a, it was a certain type of crowd. There wasn't enough chicks there. You, you know what I mean? As an artist, like you're kind of always dismissing your successes. And it's kind of, you, you actually wrote this here. I need to learn how to enjoy uh, my, my own successes more too. And I, I, when I saw that, I, I, I feel that way a lot too, because like sometimes you can't even enjoy your successes because you put so much work into it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And yeah, so I, I just think it's like, it's just so refreshing, man, to, to like hear the same struggles with it. And you know what? It's funny that you guys said, you said that, oh, they want to know if you all hang out, right? It's funny because we all, you see all the pieces together and you imagine everybody all hangs out, right? Yeah, like <laughs> you know? big group traveling around and we put them all at the same time. <laughs> and you know what? That, that's why we wanted to do this, uh, this podcast, oh, to be honest. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Because like, 
Uh, like I said, there's so you know many what, things. Greg, that... Greg Linton kind of brought us all together. Hey, for sure. I, you know. First time I met Marley was at the uh, at Brainwash's show that he had. Oh, yeah, that's right. At the uh, warehouse spot that he had on La Brea and Romaine. I remember that. Yeah. At the 2011 <coughs> art show that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know Greg's blog, the Merrills of Fairfax blog. Um, actually helped to wrangle mm-hmm. dozens of local street artists and graffiti artists, and you know we all came together. And yeah, for I, sure. That's yeah, it's just, that Morley. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I was one of those people that imagined like, oh yeah, you know, because you see some street artists hanging out doing pieces right. together, and you just imagine like, you know, they're all kicking back at a party, and you know what? This podcast basically, we just wanted to kind of like bring that idea a little bit more to real life too because you know i mean like yeah, more people kind of get to know uh you know in a, in a different way right who the artist is at the same time um you know give the artists uh, an opportunity to kind of you know reach a reach people in a new medium right and um speaking of which you know, do you have anything anything coming up anything? yeah we're almost done here so i just want to actually i i uh i just i'm just wrapping a thing with, uh, or, or I think at the end of the next week, uh, this, this show at the Mayfair Hotel. Yeah, like, yeah, Dirk Cobain. Oh, yeah, yeah, which was cool because you know, I, again, like it's funny because when when street, you know, like we just were talking about, you know, all hanging out. I feel like when street art, artists hang out, sometimes there's a, a, a an unhealthy amount of sort of dick measuring or whatever. How what have you sold lately? Oh yeah, well, what wall have you been on? I, you know, no joke. I once I once walked up to a, at a big you know group show that started an artist. And I won't say who, but uh, I, you know I walked up and, and he was like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Not too much, man." What are you? He was like, "Oh, not too bad. Just selling twenty thousand dollar pieces of art." <laughs> I was like, "Good for you." I mean, I was like, "I don't particularly see why." you felt obligated to tell me that other than to sort of like, you want to make sure that other people know these things. But so I was, you know, I was like, you know, well, there's a lot of fronting in, I mean, okay. in all art, you know, I, to be honest, I think in music is the worst because every, sure. every rapper has all the money in the world. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, it's that like barking you hear in the background is, uh, is our dog going crazy. You guys have to excuse me for just a second. <laughs> so, um, I'll just I'll, I'll just uh, ramble on while we wait. For no, we're good. Time. We're good. Uh, but so yeah, so I just I did a I did a thing with that. So that says the the event there wasn't uh, full of the Mayfair Hotel. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, it was a good little event. You know, I I, uh, I wrapped a thing recently uh, at uh, at a gallery called You um, Cooks uh, on in like the Fairfax and Melrose area, and that was uh, kind of a cool thing because it also was a, a, a launching for my book, uh, the second book, which is called Let's Burn This Moment Down to the Filter. Um, which I'm super proud of because it's it's really kind of uh, for me the books the great thing about them is that they bring back the context whenever I create art in a gallery I'm always desperate to sort of remind people that these messages originated on the streets and they were meant to be sort of walked past you know and so for me I, I love the books because it allows people to sort of see the pieces they were meant to be experienced. Now, obviously, they're meant to be experienced live and in person, but the next best thing is being able to see the artwork, you know, collected in, in, in that kind of way. And so uh, for me, the book, I'm super proud of it. I think it's, you know, like the, the publishing company that I, um, that uh, put it out did a, a great job, um, you know, I, but I, I even 
It's it was a labor of love, and there's actually a little uh, detachable poster inside each book. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, sweet. Yeah. Now, cool. You know, Mor Morley doesn't just do. He, there's there's like activities inside this book <laughs> yeah. that you can do. I mean, yeah. also you know it shows. I remember a little bit ago you had like a scavenger hunt that you did like the little Morley men things like that. That is a yeah. nice quality. Yeah. Hardback. No, honestly. Um, nice thick. You know, just Google Morley, and you'll be able to find this book, guys. So, you know what? It's been it's been a little bit over an hour, man. But honestly, dude, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. We got Morley here, dude. You want to keep on going? We can keep on going. A little bit longer. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about this book, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, honestly, the for me, for, I I'm always just like whenever I look at your stuff, man. It's like I said, people just think it's just like one thing, but with this one wee paste medium. You've been able to do, like I said right here, this blow the dust off your soul one. I mean, and it looks like, you know, it's all dusty, man. You're able to create such depth with like, just like one medium, man. Well, like, thanks. I think, you know. I do think that's part of like, when you kind of commit to something, uh, you know, and then you, and you sort of test the boundaries of it as much as you can. You know, I, I, I think that, uh, because my stuff is so sort of, um, basic because it's a lot of just words. Uh, you know, I always want to try and say, okay, is there an, another way to make this, you know, to, to, to make this more interesting? And so there's like a piece, for example, where I utilized a, a motion sensing device that it's the, the poster said, it feels like my life has been waiting to talk to a representative for the last few years. And I had a little sound box that when a person would walk by the piece would say, you know, please hold and wait for the next uh, available representative. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and it's funny because like that, I just thought like, okay, that makes it more interactive. That makes it more, you know, like something like, uh, you know, I was invited to do a wall um, by the artist Snyder, who's, you know, great. He's another oh, artist yeah. that I think has been really good with, you know, sort of helping young artists. Another stalwart. Uh-huh. And he, uh, so he had, was given a, uh, was given a wall down in Carlsbad where he kind of holds, holds uh, court. And uh, he, uh, so he's, you know, he had a rotating different bunch of artists do stuff and Right before uh, the the artist before I was scheduled to do it was this artist called Bumblebee Loves You, which he's oh, yeah. a fantastic artist. He does yeah. these beautiful murals, mm -hmm. so colorful, so beautiful. Love it's Bumblebee. Like, well, I'll never be able to create something as 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 beautiful as he's made. But what can I create that can kind of be at least an idea that's that's interesting to people? And so I created this wall that was basically all chalkboard, and it said uh, painted across it. If I knew then what I knew now, write a message to your younger self. And this such a good idea. This idea, oh, thanks. Yes, idea, I love. Like, I'm looking at it right messages. here. It's centerfold, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. It's and so the, the hope is like, you know, that people would write messages that would, you know, not only be something that they learned and they wish they knew when they were younger, but also that then when younger people see it, then they would say like, oh, maybe that actually is relevant to me now. So, uh, so yeah, so there's always the hope of expanding beyond it, you know, and, and making art that is, that has, uh, as many layers as possible. Yeah, man. Oh man. It's, it's just awesome to just, I mean, I, I definitely want a copy of this book. I mean, um, you, you know, to, to me. Sorry, not that one, dude. <laughs> no, we're going to, you know what? Uh, you notice he signed that to me. We're going to, we're going to buy a few actually. And I think maybe we should give them away on LA Street Art Gallery oh, and yeah. things like that too. I that think that, that'll, great, that'll, that'll be great too. Cause, uh, um, you know, like I said, you guys are, Especially morally, you're like one of the legends in the LA scene, man. I, 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 again, I, I, it's, I appreciate that. I, I feel like there's somebody out there that's making the you know jerk off motion with the hand <laughs> when, they, when they hear the word legend and me associated. But well, you know, here's the thing, I'll man. Take it. This is how I kind of see it. Like, I, you know, for us, we're lastrogallery.com. We're just observe and report, man. Like, mm -hmm. we don't have any. 
I mean, teachers are resident artists, you know what I mean? And, you know, we're going to, we have an upcoming show that, that we're going to um, be doing with a few artists too. But, um, you know, it's not like we play favorites or anything like that. Sure. We're, we, you know, we've been doing this for now for uh, eight, nine years. Nine years. Nine years. Wow. <laughs> you know, so it's like we're right after Melrose and Fairfax too. Mm -hmm. It was when the time when graffiti and. You were going on during. No, it was in Fairfax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, actually, Greg passed the torch to us, literally. Oh, he, you know, he literally... How is Greg? Does anybody see we, no, I mean, he's, he's kind of... He, he's just decided to do the, um, other music things, I is think. Is he still in L.A., though? I, I, no idea. I don't know. <laughs> one day... He just disappeared. To I be think. honest, one day I wish he can come back on here and kind of just talk about it, but we'll see, he you know... Should. That would be a great guest to have on here to, to talk about Yeah, but, you know, I, I'm, we hung out with him. Like, you know, I mean, he showed me all... Like, we actually did a video, uh, if you should check it out on our YouTube mm -hmm. sometime... Um, just of like Greg and uh, his thing was bankrupt slut, remember? Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. but but you know what? It's weird, man. Like, I feel like there's just not that so much stuff going on anymore. Like how how that period of time, like I think it, the, the, well, the dynamics the, are different. There's Instagram. Yeah. Everyone's putting stuff up on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I think the flavor of the month status of street art has passed, and I yeah. say that it, yeah. in, in some ways it's been frustrating. I think because a lot of us got used to a certain level of community interest in what we were doing. Sure. And while I think that, you know, like we said, I think it's become more accepted. It's also become kind of more dismissed a little bit. Yeah. People aren't as like, when they pass something, they're sitting there just like, oh, they're going to be straight. And then it becomes almost, you ignore it the same way you ignore ads or something like that. Yeah. And that's become difficult. On the other hand, it's filtered out a lot of artists that were kind of only interested in quick fame and they were only, mm -hmm. and as soon as they're like, wait, so it takes more than a couple months of like, before you become like, <laughs> you have to sell $20,000 paintings or whatever type of thing, you know? And, and it's like, you know, I mean, the, the money is not there as like the way it used to be. And, you know, even like, but you also have a lot fewer profiteers that sort of got in while it was like a huge deal let's you know let's talk about this for a second yeah. actually because uh, um this is something that i've been thinking about and um you know so let's talk about celebrities and street art okay yeah. i think that's a good topic actually sure. because you know there's like for me um i always think like you know sometimes celebrities like to dabble in street art sometimes celebrities like, like brody you're talking about that uh, ready for a while. Anytime he had a new movie coming out, he would have like a, a big picture of himself, like shirtless or something like that, that he would I didn't know like that. a street team to go out and put up for a while. I, I mean, I'm not not trying to call out Adrian Brody, but I just, I mean, maybe maybe I misheard, but no, I no, it's that interesting. He basically paid a team to go out and put up posters <clears throat> of himself to kind of that that he felt sort of. You know, iconized him a little. Yeah, bit. see, for me, that, that's I mean, that's pretty much a advertising, right? Yeah, you, you know, I mean, it is, is it is street branding. art esque a, a guerrilla marketing thing. Mm -hmm. But how I, I kind of see it? See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like some celebrities, um, they're either getting into it for a particular reason sometimes, right. right? You know, they have they have ulterior motive, right? Yeah. Whether um, or I always say like it's like. Yeah, they have some real estate deal <laughs> and they want to like it. And so well, yeah, I mean, it always just makes me uh, wonder because I feel like if you're a celebrity, you have such a large platform. Yeah, like, and that's exactly. To me, it's like the, the, the most desirable thing about street art is the fact that it gives you the opportunity to express yourself in a world where it becomes more and more difficult to, to express yourself and to find an audience. What would be the point if you already have access to an audience <laughs> you know, at any given moment? I mean, I get it. Chris Brown probably is like, you know, I I don't necessarily, I have to access them through a record label and all that stuff, but, you know, as opposed to, you know, and maybe he also just likes graffiti and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, again, whatever. 
but there is this feeling of like, well, hey, wait a second. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which is, in complete fairness, I'm sure that there are a lot of people that got that are old school graffiti writers that are like, that's how we feel about all street you art. kids yeah, getting yeah, out street yeah, art. And yeah. it's like... I can't, I can't argue with that. Yeah, you know, so. for me, I just, like I said, I just wanted to, it's something that I have nobody to talk to about, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, what's up with, so that, that's a good, interesting to hear your perspective on it yeah. too, because like I said, I always question because of that, there's so many artists that are street artists that couldn't get into a gallery, but yeah. let's just say you were to do the Adrian Brody street art experience. I mean, bam, you can, you can get any artist you want, basically, yeah. you know what I mean? It's but, true. but anyway, so let, let's kind of just wrap this whole thing up because I know it's been a, a little bit over an hour, sure, but sure. Um, you know, we'd love to have you back, man. Like I yeah, said, this book back. looks fucking amazing. Thanks, we're going to get some and we're going um, to give away free, free copies on ellystreetartgallery.com, dude. So. Um, teach, is there anything uh, else you want to plug in? Yeah, like do the rest of the night, but we're going to wrap this up. So. <laughs> All right, well, you know, appreciate you for coming on, man. We love your work. You want to throw our website or Instagram or something like that? Morley.com. I am Morley.com. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.